with another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cakes. That's right. And we got a great show lined up for you this evening. We have Lane and Stephanie in the show, uh, in the studio, <laughs> from NeuroCare. And we're going to be talking about mental health, which is a huge topic of conversation right now, and uh, how to use ketamine infusions uh, to treat that. But before we jump into that, we want to thank the people that keep the lights on at the Brownwater Studios here. Right out of the gate, 2023 is the year to keep your mouth clean. This is uh, Dr. Robbie Williams over at Southern Magnolia Smiles. You can look him up on Facebook and Instagram at Southern Magnolia Smiles. Uh, that's him and his team right there. He's been a supporter of the show for a very long time now, and we are very much He's an OG. He's an OG sponsor. So uh, when you're ready to book that appointment, go check him out and uh, give him a call at 228 228- 215-1202 and tell them that uh, Brownwater sent you. Uh, our buddy Tyler over at Taylor & Cox Law Firm. They have been practicing law in Pascagoula for over 30 years. If you find yourself in need of legal representation for any reason, give them a call at 228-696-0111 and they do specialize in criminal law, family law, and civil litigation defense. We also want to thank Taylor & Cox Law Firm for sponsoring the Brownwater Banter app all the way through the end of the year. Go download it. That's right. If you don't have it on your phone already, go download it. It's free in the App Store and Google Play. Uh, moving right along. Yeah, that's thunder if you could hear that because it hasn't rained <laughs> thunder, in three months. <laughs> as soon as we booked the show, uh, we brought the rain. That's anyway, right. <laughs> Rocky Brooks over at uh, Sea to Swamp. Look them up on Facebook. See the number two and Swamp. They're your outdoor tackle and apparel shop. They're local. Uh, he spends his money in the community, so shop with him when you can. He's got a location in Gulfport and Gaucher. Uh You can give him a call at 228-205-3964. He carries extra tough boots. All kind of tackle, rods, reels. He does repair work. He's slinging kayaks. He's got brown water gear. So I just go- dropped off some rope pads, uh, yes, s- Sunday. There you go. So we can't go keep those them. in stock, so get, you, get them while you can. Our buddy Kendrick over at Forever Young uh, Men and Women's Health. If you haven't heard of him yet, uh, you haven't been listening to the show because we've been talking about him for a while now, and he was actually on the show. He actually does have a gym or goes to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes to the gym. But yes, uh, if you find yourself lethargic, you can't get off the couch, you can't get back in the gym, uh, maybe the sex drive ain't what it used to be, go let a medical professional like Kendrick over at Forever Young Men and Women's Health check you out, do some lab work, figure out what's going on, and possibly uh, maybe uh, hormone replacement therapy uh, could be what you need. You can give him a shout at 228-363-6623, and they can, uh, he can get you uh, on a plan, man. He can get it figured out for you. So uh, go check him out. Like I said, he's on Facebook as well. And uh, we also want to thank Randy Bosart. He's your District 5 uh, supervisor for Jackson County, who recently was just reelected. He uh, decided to stay on with us as a sponsor uh, even after the elections are over. Through the year. Yeah, and we're proud of that. So, uh, Randy, thank you so much for uh, supporting the show and uh, for, for representing us here in uh, Jackson County. And I'm sure we'll have more from Randy uh, throughout the year, just updates on what's going on um, with the county. So we're glad to have him on board as well. All right, now that that's out of the way. Hey. <laughs> How you ladies doing? How are you ladies doing this evening? Doing good. Doing, doing good. good. All right, okay. So uh, mental health is obviously... A big topic uh, in the news probably the past couple of years, I would say. It's gained a lot of steam, a lot of attention. Um, we've talked about it on the show here before many times with uh, the sheriff candidates that we've had. That yeah. was a big issue that they mentioned. Um, you know, obviously there's not the 
state hospitals, I guess, that there used to be, there's not a lot of funding for mental health. And a lot of times that falls onto the community, which then the police officers have to deal with. Um, so anything that can help in that regard, I think would be a, is a good thing. So this is right up your alley. This is what y'all do. So if you could, I guess, just explain, you know, what NeuroCare is and how, how you got into it. Boom. Right. <laughs> who wants to go <laughs> first? Right off right. Yeah, Sorry. who wants to go first? I'm Stephanie. <laughs> okay. So depression is difficult to treat. And if you know anybody who's depressed and you say, um, they think up to 7% of adults in the U.S. suffer with depression. So mm -hmm. depression is difficult to treat. Um, and being healthcare providers ourselves, um, we see a lot of patients who suffer with um, with chronic depression and other stuff like anxiety, PTSD. So traditionally, you go in, uh, you're prescribed uh, medication, mm -hmm. and a lot of these medications work by increasing some of our own body's uh, natural hormones like uh, serotonin, dopamine, and a lot of the problems, though, with some of these pill medications are it takes up to sometimes 12 weeks mm -hmm. for some of these uh, medicines to start elevating our natural hormones. And so we found um, ketamine is uh, not a new drug. It's been used since the 70s, um, anesthetic. Um, uh, we use ketamine in surgery as mm -hmm. CRNAs. We, right. we use it. It has got a lot of wonderful uses in military and civilian um, application as well, but what we're finding is ketamine has some amazing application for patients who have chronic depression, patients who have a diagnosis of PTS, PTSD and anxiety. And it just sort of works uh, in a different way, uh, really rapid acting, and it, and it works by um, certain body receptors, um, like the NEMDA receptor, and what it does, it sort of blocks that receptor. And a lot of studies are going on with ketamine and like a lot of things, we don't know exactly how it works. Um, I mean, there's a, we know how some things work, like right. volatile anesthetics. Like when you go to sleep, uh, you have general anesthesia. We turn on the gas, and so you go to sleep. But we still don't really understand how that works in the body. But we know it works because our patients go to sleep, and it's a safe way to administer anesthesia, and then they wake up at the end when we turn the gas off. Well, ketamine is sort of a newer application of it is for the treatment of chronic depression, PTSD, and anxiety. And so what they're finding, it's a really rapid response. So it's not like this several weeks of waiting to get uh, certain things in balance and levels up. It's pretty, pretty instant. And so, so some of the uses that we do with um, um, NeuroCare, which is our ketamine infusion clinic, is uh, we do ketamine infusions. And so we're seeing some really amazing results and pretty quick with usually is like a first infusion uh, for our patients with chronic depression and anxiety at uh, NeuroCare. So there's a need for it and there's and a lot of people that suffer with depression and so it's encouraging whenever you can do these transfusions of ketamine and see patients and you're getting these amazing reports like the next day or two days later talking what a what amazing transformation of, of people in their personal life and mm -hmm. people who were not comfortable going to like the movies before are now going to go into the movies with their family and they're traveling and calling their friends and so it's pretty amazing to see some of the results with ketamine infusion and so I think as providers we saw a need for this in our communities and thought this would be a, a great um, way to sort of help out and sort of jump in on a problem that is sort of understaffed mm -hmm. and, and there's not a Everywhere. lot of health care. Yeah. Mental health is highly um, overwhelmed in, mm -hmm. in most places and I think in the South um, 
you know, demographically, we, we have our fair share of people who suffer with depression. But um, that's what uh, NeuroCare is all about. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Like you say, in the stigmata, I think, is a little bit more removed maybe nowadays. Like people are talking about it more. So I know that's probably a big barrier for people to, like, admit they have a problem to begin with, right? That's That's correct. Well, you used to be, you used, you know, men used to not, especially men. Right. I don't, I don't need a problem, you know. Uh, right. And then it would go longer and longer and longer, and it affect you even more and more. You never get treated for it. Correct. Right. Correct. Um, and women are two times more likely to suffer with depression as men. So right. The, is that, that is their hormone baby stuff. I, I don't know. I just think because we're stuff so coming out so saying it, it's an inflammatory thing. You know, our diets, our I, lifestyle, stress, dealing with men. Like yeah, right. well, I was going to say the stress. Yeah, right. the stress of what we'll we have to endure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, sure. absolutely. Not my, not my wife. I know it would be yours. No, no, not mine. She's not happy. Yeah. She's that's good. Right. That's right. Um, the, the patients that you see with these with in, coming into your clinic, are these um, patients that have been treated otherwise and are coming in because that didn't work or most of them new patients? Go ahead, Lane. Yes. So... Our kick that patients. out for us right here if you can. Yeah. That way we can hear okay. everybody can hear you. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, sure. So yeah, so our patients are coming in with a basically a pre existing diagnosis. They've seen a primary care provider, they've seen a psychiatrist, they're seeing somebody that's treating their depression, their anxiety, their PTSD. Um and it's either not working for them or they don't like taking the the way the medication makes them feel. Right. There's a multitude of reasons why people are reaching out to us, but it's it's kind of one of those things. You can go on TikTok today and, mm-hmm. and Google ketamine therapy, and you'll get 100,000 testimonials of people that are trying ketamine um, and the reactions and how overwhelmingly it is benefiting patients uh, right. across the country, honestly. Yeah, if for like healthcare side of it, I mean, men- mental health is harder to diagnosed there's a lot of aspects of it that's kind of subjective as far as we know medically right now it's not as easy as like checking self-reporting of yeah symptoms you can't like that. we can check a white blood cell count and right. see if you have an infection there's right. a lot of you know imaging studies we can do for the heart it's right brain too but they're only just now kind of learning oh this area seems to be not highlighted right. the right way maybe that causes this but it's not an exact science yet right right, right. it's a lot of subjectivity right, right. it's more qualitative mm-hmm. and like the tools that they use you know depression on the scale from one to ten right, right? it is it's more of a shade of gray it's something that's not tangible that you can grab and point to say mm-hmm. this is broken but I yet think, maybe right. one day, right? But maybe one day. I think part of it, you hit on it, the stigmatism of <clears throat> mental health, and I think it's gotten a lot better. And I think it gets better as we talk about it, and mm-hmm. and people, and and you know, social media. When we see people that you know we really think is a great singer, or a great you know athlete, whenever they come forward and say, "Well, I suffer with depression," you're like, "Wow, I had no idea." Mm-hmm. It helps that, and I think also people don't see the brain as like an organ that just like a heart or something that can break i mean the brain is an organ and and some of the things that they think happens with depression is our brains like get blueprinted right and they get blueprinted on you know if we have depression and then i'm 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 more apt to be depressed it takes less and less for a, a bad day to just put me over the edge and so we start to remap and just everything goes on path of least resistance so if my neurons and my snaps are always going in this direction it's harder to divert and mm-hmm. like steer clear of that and something that ketamine helps do is it helps sort of 
reset that mm-hmm. that blueprinting that the the brain tends to do and and that's gonna get of, you out of the hole it does yeah. it sort of gets you out of the Reshapes. hole it's, it's not a right. it reshapes yeah it's it rewires a good analogy I, I feel like i've heard from you know doing some ketamine research is like the brain is like clay Mm-hmm. Like, you know how when you set it out in the sun, it starts to kind of dry out and it's not mold moldable. You can't shape it into things, you know, experiences don't affect you the same way Your if your brain is clogged and not able to do that. You can't get out of bed. You can't have find joy in your day-to-day living. Mm-hmm. So ketamine, you know, through a, a certain process, you know, we can use all the big terms we want, but ultimately ketamine is helping to soften that clay to help us to reshape and remold those connections so that you know you can find joy in small things you may not be happy every day all day but you can you're starting to think about the future you're starting to experience joy in certain things and your activities of daily living and you're well I think we're transforming people yeah oh yeah yeah I I saw uh working in at Singer River Pascagoula we would do the uh, electric shock therapy Mm -hmm. which people may not even realize is still a thing I didn't really even realize that until I was a part of it I thought that was kind of like torture well but not the way we do it nowadays because Mm -hmm. we give you an anesthetic to where you don't feel or understand anything that's happening but they do shock you which induces a seizure which is supposedly like an electronic way of resetting Resetting your brain brain. yes Mm -hmm. and I've seen people from like catatonic stage where they can't speak they don't respond to anything that you're doing in the room uh and then after a few treatments you know they'll at least answer your questions or some will actually laugh and joke and act you know normal again so there's that style of treatment but this is a a lot less invasive uh, of a thing so what's it like for somebody that comes into y'all's clinic because i'm sure it's like ketamine like i'm you know maybe they've heard of that drug before right like street drug special i mean horse tranquilizer right right like what am i getting into here am i gonna you know, are we going to sit in the back of a Volkswagen and yeah. trip out and sit, listen in the Grateful Dead? Like, how right, does this right. go down? Are yeah. there cops here? Because I'm okay with that if that's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you can take it. Stephanie. So, yeah, um, I mean, we have a clinic, uh, obviously, and um, we have a website and people call in and some people are just curious. Right. And so they put their name and so we contact them and start talking to them, like, like sort of like what we're doing now. Like, mm-hmm. how does it work? How does this go? And so we have a clinic and uh, then we, you know, get there. It's, it's a treatment resistant technique for depression. So it's, this person has to have a diagnosis, you know, of let's say chronic depression. And that has to show where they've tried different things. And like Lane says, this medication doesn't work for me. I don't like the way it makes me feel. So, or the ECT, I don't want to do that. Right. I'd say that is awful looking. And so this is the treatment resistance. So it's not usually your first line defense, but. Um, it's something that's showing, um, getting a lot of traction, a lot of good positive results. Mm-hmm. So you come into our clinic, uh, you know, we do a uh, medical intake. You bring your medical records in. We talk to you. And we've usually, you know, been talking to you before, like, you know, you show up at the clinic. But it's an IV infusion. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we have a clinic there. It's uh, not in the back of, like, a Volkswagen bug. <laughs> uh, uh, but that it would is be a, cool. It, that would be a, cool, though. Have one of the rooms. Or like decorate that. the room. Yeah, like that. that would be yeah. sweet. That's what I was well, getting so it's it's we got a really sort of cool coastal feel right. clinic you know we got a lot of grays going on mm-hmm. it looks nice it looks like the kind of place it's comfortable to sit at and right. so we have these reclining chairs that we sit in we'll show up over there in just a minute yeah. I got one for y'all's so website. we we put the headsets on you and people just sort of sit and and they do chill and mm-hmm. they do chill because that's the whole thing we want people to be comfortable because they are receiving you know medical care mm-hmm. and um, they usually have their family members waiting in the waiting room and for them and you know it's a very relaxed calm environment and yeah. that 
that's how it will go and and it's not like a one like fix you know like you come in and a lot of the studies are, are showing in the way we do our treatments it's not like a one and done so someone usually has like for depression comes in and has one treatment and so they'll usually do a series of treatments uh, maybe over a week or every uh, two weeks, depending on, you know, how flexible they are, but uh, their schedule. And so it's something that lasts uh, for a while and everybody's different. We have some uh, clients that come in and every six months they feel like they, they need and they feel like that intangible. I can't really describe it, but, you know, I'm I'm feeling I'm slipping down. I, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm now becoming like that, more, back in that rut. I'm yeah. back in the rut again. You know, my snaps are, you know, starting to fire on. I'm getting sad. I'm not happy. And mm-hmm. so they'll call and it's like, I need one. And, and so we'll get them in and, and we'll do the treatment that's been working for them. And then they'll go off and they'll have great results and they'll come back whenever they feel like they need the, the boost or the right. top off. Right now. Yeah. What, uh, what, how do you, how do you work dosage wise? I know everybody's different. Um, men are different than women, bigger, smaller. How does that work? It's a weight based dose. We, we base it off of your weight, really your ideal body weight. And they come in Mm -hmm. and then you give it through the IV. What is that? How long does the treatment and the after effects last? How long are you looking for a session? So a session lasts usually about 40 to 45 minutes. The, the actual infusion, obviously there's some time on the front end. We, we're monitoring you the whole time. So we, you come in, we hook you up to the monitors. We take a, a baseline blood pressure. Um, we have you get all comfortable in the recliner. Oftentimes we have, we have the noise canceling headphones um, that you can hook up to Bluetooth to our um, ketamine playlists, which some people choose to use their own music and that's fine. Um, you know, the setting is, mm-hmm. we feel like the setting is kind of like the key yeah. Uh, and kind of trying to yeah. get people and and also the the way that you come into the infusion the way your mindset going into the infusion if you have like negative like this isn't gonna work you know that just oh i'm having a terrible day i always try to tell patients as we're starting the infusion okay like you got have you got you know your mind right let's get in a good space so before we start this infusion but anyway uh we we do hook them up to the monitors and then we start an iv um, and then we start the infusion. It usually lasts about 40, 45 minutes for um, for mood disorder infusions. Now, we do also do some that are boosters um, and some for chronic pain infusions that last a little bit longer, and the dose is a good bit higher for okay. those. <clears throat> do, you, do you think you're seeing, like, as far as patient mix, more for the mental health side or more for chronic pain or even distrib- um, distributed? I feel like... I feel like lately we've had more depression, mm-hmm. anxiety. Yeah, because, I mean, you're kind of touching on two big topics there. Like, we've discussed, like, mental health, but then you've also got the uh, opioid pandemic that yeah. just kind of, like, seems like it disappeared, but it didn't. It's still there. You know what I mean? It's, it's like huge. all the people that were hooked on, hooked on Oxycontin and then Methodal. a large <clears throat> number of them went to street drugs. And it's like uh, ketamine can help with that, right, with, yeah. with the chronic pain part, maybe not so much yeah. the, the withdrawal part. It does have uh, a role in that as well, and the the dosing is um, a little bit different for that in the way we in, infuse that. But it does have um, a good role, and and we've had some, um, I don't know, maybe maybe a little bit more depression, anxiety have come in lately. But we've had um, we've had our share of the chronic pain mm-hmm. patients have come in yeah. as well. What about the time from like you said, you uh, stop the infusion to when they can leave? How much layover is that? 
really we start they start kind of coming back around within 10 minutes usually and most people are depending on the dose usually at the very it's your very first infusion it's you're not going to have as much of a groggy type of feeling Mm -hmm. it's not until you get to the higher dosing that you might have a few minutes after the infusion is over that you just you know right got to recalibrate a little woozy still a little little, euphoric yeah Mm -hmm. a little euphoric but you know you're not really ever going to be asleep to the point where you're unarousable ever what are your what do the patients describe to you i'm sure you kind of do you have like a debrief or just in in talking as Mm -hmm. you're getting them ready how it was with the music on even at the lower doses i mean do they still know they're there does it Mm -hmm. okay well a lot of them i feel like report like a dreamlike type of scenario where oftentimes they aren't sure if they're in a dream if they're conscious if they're asleep if they're awake they feel i've had people say they feel untethered like Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm i feel like i'm kind of outside my body but i I, but i know i need to get back in my body (laughs) somehow Um, and like colors and textures are more vivid and um i wouldn't really call it like hallucinations or anything like that it's just it's just a um I, i had one one person described something about like how you look into a kaleidoscope Mm -hmm. and how it's it's constantly moving and like you know they were like I I feel like I could just go into that hole in the center of the kaleidoscope and just it's all fluid everything is very yeah 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 that's that's what I would expect yeah yeah that's fun yeah um we do we do have a, a lot of um a lot of patients that will you know talk while they're having these infusions so we do yeah. have that and we have some kind of like sleep, sleep they talking have, yeah. yeah well they have the noise counseling uh, headsets right. on and so we're talking to them and they're talking to us and mm-hmm. everybody can hear yeah, right oh, here. Yeah. yeah oh yeah so we have some yes. we have some fun some good conversations yeah. good bet. conversations right, right. And sometimes yeah. it can be you know like it can be if they have like say ptsd or things like that you know some of the trauma can bubble up to the surface to where it comes um, out to yeah, where it comes yeah. out and that's i mean we want that right we want us to be able to like reset back to where you know that's that's where you can get back to baseline to where you were before all that trauma happened so that you can start feeling like yourself again is is yeah. that a two-way conversation though like if if not like there's not a psychiatrist there not or right now to, currently to, no i didn't know if that's part of the protocol or if it's more just kind of there just are listening you know, and, yeah, places around there are places around the country that do do concurrent psychotherapy with ketamine infusions um yeah. we just don't have that available right at the moment right. we've looked we've talked mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and um it's probably on the horizon but um and i'm sure that's patient base too maybe some don't want to do that maybe right. some just want to some just want to come in and have their infusions right. and just relax yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. some people want c- their family members in the room some people want their service dogs in the room um yeah. we try to be accommodating mm-hmm. to everybody's different needs um whether it's you know temperature of the room blanket if they want a certain you know neck roll we have the heated neck rolls we have the eye masks we have ambient so it's like going light. to a spa yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely we try Pretty to make much. the setting yeah. the setting is paramount like we want it to be what you want it, how you want it. Right. Yeah. Oh, you said you brought the family members there. It's like, if I get this done at 10 o'clock and I'm done, am I good to go back to work? 12, what's the layover time on that? No, we actually have you, you know, time we go through some patient education. Just mm-hmm. like if you were to have like a, sco- EGD a colonoscopy. Yeah, colonoscopy. Right. 
we do not want you to sign any legal documents, drive a bulldozer, or even drive home. I mean, there's certain things that we don't want you to do. Right. And so we go over that ahead of time, and the family member that's there with them to drive them home is aware of it, too. Because you do feel, most people feel really good and still, like, like on a, a high, you know, right. Uh, right before they leave, which is good. So we just don't want anybody to, you know go and bet everything, you know, on the roulette table and then they're <laughs> mad because they lost the house. You know, we try to, you know, rein it in and and make sure they understand they should just go home. Uh, should just go home and rest just like having like, dental extraction or colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. Just go home and by tomorrow you'll be ready to get back to your a good night's sleep and you're good ready to rock and sleep, get something good to eat. Uh, most people uh, talk about Chick-fil-A <laughs> as the post-procedure food. Where are we going? Uh, we had a patient the other day that they were like, well, I'm just going to go eat some more uh, oysters. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do it. But so, yeah, they're, they got to go home and, and just Yeah, so take the day. Take like, the whole take day. The day. Right. Yeah, take we're the giving day. you the day off. That's what I'm talking so, about. All right. So I was, I was on the other screen here on the computer. So <clears throat> we had some questions coming in, but I think we touched on – on some of them uh, my wife says hey and she wanted hey, to know uh, she said do you think that the, the uh, ketamine infusions teaches the patients how to identify when they are slipping like maybe that reset because now they know what good feels like maybe they're yeah. able to quickly more quickly identify like oh, I'm going back into that well that's the goal yeah that's yeah. the goal yeah the goal is to you know come back and also know when to um, reach out for help um, I mean certainly um, you know, we're a clinic and it, we never can replace like em- emergency medical care. Right. Like 911, <laughs> right. I am in a bad place and right. I'm feeling, you know, like, you know, I'm having just the worst day of my life. You know, we'll never be able to be there to replace that. Um, but a lot of patients that we are getting are coming from us from, uh, they they have been going to other clinics because we were not there. So we're getting a lot of patients that are prior ketamine infusions, and so they know. Like, we're getting right. patients who've been receiving ketamine infusions from out of state or in the north part of the state, and that's important for us because we'll, you know, review their medical records. And if they know, like, if someone comes in and said, this works for me, and this is what I've been getting for two years now, mm-hmm. that seasoned patient knows what works for them. And so we don't try to recreate or try to vary from right. a treatment that is solid for them that they can say, and I know, and, and I think we're fortunate because we do have a lot of those repeat uh, customers coming to us because we are closer now. Mm-hmm. We are in, you know, Biloxi, Mississippi. And so they can get to us. So yeah. we're fortunate to these patients have been going through depression and been depressed long enough where they realize I'm coming to the, the cliff. I'm starting to go down. Yeah. And they call us and literally they're like, I need to get in. And so um, because we're newer, we have the flexibility now. We're right. like, when can, can you get here? We can make it happen. We can yeah. make it happen. Absolutely. We had two questions, one from uh, Troy Bland and then also from Forever Young Men's Health, which is Kendrick. Pretty much the same question. <clears throat> it says like, how often and is it uh, a, spe- a specific treatment plan? You kind of touched on that already a little bit. Like, I guess it can kind of vary from patient to patient. It does. And I think that's a lot with medical care. Like, one blood pressure works for you. Right. Is not going to work for you. Correct. Right. And it may be the one that I stay on till I'm 60 and works. So we we try to. We have a, a starting point, though, that we go off of, like the weight-based dose we talked about. We definitely have a start point. And so we, we go from there to see where we can, we're going to increase our dose um, for those patients. And um, then I guess frequency too is what they're asking. Like how often? I guess it So if it from the mood disorders, <coughs> we usually 
encouraged people because the research is kind of leaning towards a minimum of six infusions total in a series. So we usually say six to eight is kind of a good starting point. Some people want to go up to 10 on that first initial set of in, of, of infusions and those are going to happen every other day or every third day okay. we want to give like a rest day in between to kind of let your brain rest or you can go do work or do whatever mm. we understand you know you got to take off a whole day of work or you yeah. got to be off or have a family member bring you in it's kind of difficult but it is over about a two-week period every other day um or so mm. sometimes every third day yeah um, and that's another component of the whole mental health thing that is difficult to right. be able to take off that kind of yeah. Kind of work. Right. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. And then, so you're, <laughs> once you get done with your set, you should be good for some relative time. That's good for you. Good right. for everybody's different. Everybody's different. Like right. we have like the six month patient that comes in. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, but you know, and he may in two months call and say, I need to schedule an infusion. Mm-hmm. And is, it, is this something you can take continuously or do you need a break or how does that work? Can you do it just, every other day for the rest of the year or do you need to space it out um i don't i mean the the every other day for like ever is yeah. i don't think that you're gonna get right any more benefit any from, more benefit yeah. from that okay any more benefit from that yeah yeah we we and anytime you're talking about medications like this uh safety is always a big huge issue sure. and we probably should have led earlier with it but to give give them your background so that they know like who who, <laughs> who they just opened the clinic dude. Dude. I mean, just take their just, word for what it what did y'all do y'all just research this on google like yeah, or, yeah. yeah. we had a couple of days off and we we're like what do we want to do <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly so tell tell them tell them your backgrounds for people that don't know what a crna is you did say so we're yeah. we're both right certified all three yeah. certified registered nurse anesthetist mm-hmm. or CRNAs, mm-hmm. and that's what we do. So we're advanced practice nurses here in the state. Mm-hmm. And and that our license allows us to be able to give these infusions. Yes, mm-hmm. advanced practice registered nurses can do ketamine infusions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yep. are y'all still CRNA, or is this the full time? We're st- oh, she was at work today. We're still, we're still yeah, CRNA. Okay. Yeah, yes. 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 That was at work today. I know she We're was still yeah. clinic and hospital <laughs> yeah. uh, based. Yeah. Surgery. We were getting Absolutely. beat up uh, a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We're just yeah. so glad to be here. We made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we made it. So y'all still got your regular jobs yes. and then you, yeah. you do this on the side. What is that? What What is your clinic hours usually look like? They what got a they big look? team, right? A few people because <clears> yeah, I saw on your website. Yeah, we do. Team is six or so. Five, really, I guess. Um, and um, we're currently by appointment only um, because, like I said, we do have, we all do have uh, our full-time, full-time job. jobs. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we are trying to work with people to get them in as early as possible or as late as possible, depending on what's good for them. Because some people do like to go to work. So yeah. they're not down a whole day. So right. you could theoretically work the morning go into work work till three come in have your infusion and then you're off the rest of the night and then the next day you can get up and go back to work so you're not missing work we have come in on weekends we come in on weekends all the time for people to keep to keep them on their schedule too because you know if they're we like to keep that keep there from being a huge break between infusions so if they have an infusion on you know, Thursday, you would want to wait all the way till Monday. So we might come in on a Saturday right. or a Sunday. Do, do you have a program? I guess the only thing I can kind of relate it to is kind of like a <clears throat> like a tattoo artist. Like, can I request just you, you know what I'm saying? Or is it just an appointment or how does that work? I, I guess you could, but yeah. we haven't yeah. really. Does it really matter? I mean, it really, gonna, I mean, yeah. we're all, the, we all have the same license. We all have right, right. carry the same uh, 
level of expertise about ketamine and we can all um safely administer yeah the, the uh, maybe appointment wise y'all are all about the same as well right we have kind of like a scheduler we do have a a, a scheduler that um a, and a patient care i guess um what do you call what do you call him like a an advocate like that like you call admin him yeah like he's like, like a, a, he helps us get our schedule so he he kind of lets us we let them know our availability mm-hmm. right and um he kind of fits people into the slots I that gotcha. we yep. Uh, yep. We had another question come in. It says from Jordan, <clears throat> how does it compare to, to psychedelics? And you and I talked about that when we first talked about this topic. You know, that is something that's being talked about more and more. And I told you about MAPS, which yeah. is the uh, Psychedelic Research Center. And it seems like they may be allowing more of this type of research to be done outside of just the scope of, of what people are doing with ketamine. Like this is kind of like the first – it's been around for a while, mm-hmm. the ketamine uh, treatment. Right. So, But I guess what I'm saying is, is that – the doors are opening for this style of treatment. Right. right? Well, and you mentioned it earlier, you know, the negative, you know, thing about fentanyl, you know, because right. right now the media is like fentanyl this, fentanyl that. And, and we all know like fentanyl is a great drug. Tried it's and true. Beautiful. <laughs> used used <laughs> in the setting it was designed for. It's beautiful. So, right. yeah, fentanyl. Love it. Ketamine. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I mean, it's it has a place in medicine, whether we're talking about anesthesia, sedation, or for what we're doing, ketamine infusion. I mean, there is a, a solid place for that. And I, I think we're we're just tapping into, and, and there's so much research that's going on right now, we're, we're redefining even depression and, and what that means. It's opening up Pandora's box, mm-hmm. literally, on mental health and exposing a lot of stuff. But the good thing is it's having some really good results. And so um, I, I think it's wonderful. And you're talking about the, so if we get a referral and like, we're like, I'm making the phone call and I'm talking to the potential patient and they're asking questions. So I would, you know, love to be the one who does their infusion. Cause you know, I've, you know, right. talked on the phone, right. you know, we, we've getting to know these people and we, we've answered their questions and, and, you know, we're hearing the story. And so, uh, but because we all have, you know, other jobs, you know, we'll, we'll try to get them in. You know, I want to see that, you know, patient, you know, I really want to meet this person. This is, you know, exciting because I'm like leaning forward thinking this person is really struggling and I want to see this. I want to see the start and finish because in this anesthesia, you know, we take patients, we go to surgery, take them to PACU and we very rarely yeah. see them again. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is like the first time it's that very we can. gratuitous, I feel like. It is. Very. It's wonderful because then we can see how did that work? And right. we're following up with them. So I try to And be I the usually one. give my cell phone number to all the people yeah. I talk to. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Text yeah. me. Call <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. I mean, Ooh. I just, uh, at this point, like, it, it so really you is. Some, some live science projects. Right. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, we definitely have some live science projects. And I was like, this is just a test bed for, for our own research, too. Because mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. patients come in, you know, we have them fill out, you know, score your, where are you right now on this scale? And so we're able to put, like, real quantitative data on this. I mean, this is a test bed for how is this working for us? And it's exciting. It's yeah. exciting. It's yeah. very cutting edge. I feel very like we're yeah. right on the, right do, on the Do cut. you still have the people that come in with the mindset of it's a drug, it's a dirty word, kind of like with the marijuana and, you know, as, as uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like people yeah. would say, ah, oh, that was a drug. I can't do that. My grandma would always be like, I'll never use marijuana because right. it's a drug. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those people probably don't call. Not right. really. Right. I would, reach, I would or reach say, out. Yeah. I feel like marijuana has kind of paved the way for 
you know, medical alternative use of, uses right. for medications. Um, it kind of, like you said, t- takes the stigma off of using yeah. drugs, using drugs yeah. to it, do something. But it's funny because like you already mentioned, you know, like fentanyl, it's, it's all over the news. Right. And as we know, mm-hmm. and we, we had the end it for good people on here. They're a nonprofit here locally that are trying to reform drug laws. And I went to one of their seminars and like it's full of people that are that are forward thinking with when it comes to that. But then there was also law enforcement, um, d- uh, district attorneys, people in drug court, mm-hmm. uh, all these people that represented people that are mental health and everything. Everybody's talking fentanyl bad, fentanyl bad. And we all had to talk. And so they gave me the microphone. I was like, fentanyl's a great drug. And I give it to every, people every day. And everybody's like, you know, turns right. around and looks. But it has a place. It and it has, a, yeah. it has a purpose. Yeah. And used incorrectly, it's no different than a gun. Well, it, it even... But for me looking in, y'all are in the game. Yeah. I'm not yeah. in the game. I don't know. I had no idea y'all would give it. So all I see is that dirty word that's right. on the, the mm-hmm. media, you know, right. fentanyl, fentanyl. Oh, my no. God, I got to stop right. fentanyl. But then y'all use it and be like, yes, best thing ever. It's tried yeah. and true. So. I, I talked to somebody today that couldn't believe they gave it to their uh, two-year-old fentanyl in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, no, 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 that's fine. Like, it, yeah. that's a thing. It's just sure. perfectly okay. You know, yeah. it, it quick, works quickly and leaves quickly. And that's what we you We are want. professionals here. Right. right. <laughs> but, but you, again, people well, that but aren't in the game. about professionals even still like I had a conversation with a, a physician mm-hmm. um, trying to get referrals for he had a patient we had a patient that wanted to have an infusion and we just basically wanted her to have her diagnosis because that's what we really need it's just an established mm-hmm. diagnosis mm-hmm. of you know treatment resistant depression you know PTSD anxiety things like that so we need that just as a criteria for an infusion. And I, I spoke with the physician and, you know, this physician was like, you know, I'm just really on board with the cannabis and the, 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 I just don't, I just don't think I can, I can, I just don't think I can in good faith just send my patient for a ketamine infusion. And I thought to myself, well, it's really, what, yeah, what, the, <laughs> you're sending home a patient with marijuana to, smoke or take at their leisure this is under in a controlled environment right Right. i'm a medical professional i'm literally monitoring their heart rate their blood pressure Mm -hmm. their oxygen level i have direct line of sight we have cameras in the room um and they're getting the infusion under my watch and i'm making sure that they are okay to go home they're right. not leaving with any ketamine, yeah. and you're not comfortable with that. And so yeah. that was so. You got to shoot an email over change. with some literature. We, have, we, like, well, well, we tried that. We yeah. tried that, but you know, you just, you just, it's changing the, like you said, the perception yep. is mm. can be difficult, and we have we've run into yeah. that a little bit, yeah. but not, not crazy amounts. For the most part, people are really. It, it's changing. It, it, you can see things are. It takes a like a lot of momentum to turn a big ship around, mm-hmm. and a lot of the way we think about things has been ingrained for years. And and it takes word of mouth. Um, it takes you knowing someone who had a ketamine infusion, and it's now you can see a change in this Correct. person. So it takes. It's a slow spread, but it's um it's a positive change that I feel like we're doing, but. And it's also, a, it's to me, it's it's a, a tool in a toolbox to treat something that's very complex, right? Because sure. uh, diet, exercise, like these are all things that can help people that are not in a good mental place, but sometimes you get so far off that you do need like the reset like that you're talking about because sure. you've lost your capabilities of even making that decision or, or motivating yourself to yeah. get out of the house. Absolutely. You know, the person with the blinds closed and no light in the house, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. Right. What about, and I, I guess this could sound stupid, but what about a drug test? 
like say I drive a bus or something like that where my CDL requires me to take a drug test, th- would this affect that? Yes. Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> yes and no. Um, um, you can speak on that well, if you like. Well, most um, yeah. drug screens are, are not specific to ketamine because they're looking for other stuff. Yeah. Um, it would have to be a specific test. But, yes, if your employer uh, tested you for ketamine and had a drug screen that was going to identify you had ketamine in, in your system, yes, it would. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, you're receiving ketamine in a medical facility mm-hmm. versus, um, oh, I had a friend who had some ketamine party. I think it would yeah. probably be equivalent to like if I had surgery correct, and right. I had a CDL and, um, I, and then they drug tested me. I think you could probably have them reach out. Yeah, to well, the only reason I ask is, is now we're to. going through the huge paperwork of the miracle marijuana thing with the schools mm-hmm. and it's, even though uh, we don't support, uh, so we're signing all this paperwork. That's that you know. That's what kind of why I asked that question. Yeah, and that, that makes goes back sense. to like insurance liabilities and stuff. But mm-hmm. that's more like like Stephanie's saying for them to test for that specifically probably wouldn't yeah. do. Would it. be very yeah. not that they couldn't. Not yeah. that they couldn't. Yeah, it's but, not the typical panel that they correct. run at this time. Correct. Okay. Correct. So yeah, that's a good question though. Heather said she was just about to ask the same yeah. thing. So. What, uh, where are y'all at, like, most active if people want to uh, to know more, to reach out to you? The, the clinic is actually in Biloxi. Where specifically? So it's uh, 180B. Okay. Uh, DeBees Road, which if you know where um, Ocean's Behavioral Health Center or Hospital is or uh, that four-story medical office building that's right out there on the corner of, of DeBees and C.T. Switzer, mm-hmm. um, it's you're going to, if you're coming over the railroad tracks on DeBees, heading south towards the beach, uh, you're going to go right past that, four, that four-story medical office building and turn left and follow the... Um, street around to the back and there's a uh, there's an old hospital um gulf coast medical, coast center. medical center and that yeah. is no longer being used uh sorry i'm not from the coast that's so. okay yeah, um, that's I don't Louisiana. That's close enough, right? well, i just went to school i'm from there. the delta oh so, yeah. there you you're go. super mississippi there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very mississippi so uh yeah so anyway so it's back there behind that old in the in the office buildings behind that old mm-hmm. hospital how long y'all been up and running may yeah. Like, okay. Uh, so super on, new. Super new. Yeah. Okay. Going on three months almost. Yeah. So if, they, if people haven't heard about it yet, it's because y'all just is opened. this you're the first one on the coast. On the coast. On the coast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is pretty much y'all are it. Yeah. We're <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. There's it's the it. business south yeah. of yeah. Jackson. I think we're it for the state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have y'all pulled some people? I guess you've already said that Hattiesburg. Yeah. Uh, yeah we got what? people uh, coming from Middle Mississippi from Louisiana. Um, and coming Mobile. over, mm-hmm. yeah, which is great. And because these, a lot of these patients have gone to other clinics, and then they realize that we're here, right? And they're like, "Y'all can get me in tomorrow," and we're like, "Texan Lane, yeah, when you go for when you go for <laughs> yeah. like, yes, we can, yes, yes, we can, we can, we can actually yeah. do that. Are that you think that's Google? Are they googling this? You think to find you so far, or have y'all started doing any yeah. heavy marketing? So we're on Google, mm-hmm. um, Instagram. Facebook. Okay, so do you um, have a Facebook site? Uh, yes. Facebook page? Okay. Yes. It's uh, My Neurocare and K A R E. Okay. MyNeurocare.com and WLOX. Yeah. Oh, y'all were on, y'all were on WLOX? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna yeah. look y'all up. So right you now. like you have to follow the, the the proper steps, right? I can't just say I'm yeah. having a bad I'm day. I'm having a bad day. And walk in your clinic, my dog right? um, died. My cat doesn't talk to me. Right. I'm depressed. I need some ketamine. Yeah. And yeah. like, well, we're you know, we're gonna try to refer you. Like, you need to. There's other you know things. Ketamine is considered a treatment resistant, so you have to have a diagnosis. Like someone is pin pin on paper has identified that you have a diagnosis and right. one disorder. Yep. So disorder. Your, your first step is go see your local physician. Yeah. yeah. Try to get, you know, some help, um, some self-help stuff. We mentioned the gym, you know, try to, cause life is hard. Like the struggles are real a right. lot of days. I mean, we finally got some rain today, uh-huh. right? I yeah. mean, come on, grass is struggling, but you know, so we're going to try to water it first, right? Before we, you know, try to hook it up with a, a couple more days of these temperatures. We're all going to need ketamine infusion. We may. Yeah. Be we may. And angry. Ice water. Can y'all right. do ice water infusions? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's part it's of on it. your website. Yeah, I forgot about that. It, yeah. they, do, they do vitamins, right? Yes. Did I get that right? Oh, nutrients. yeah. Ivy, yeah. Ivy hydration, nutrients. Mm-hmm. Ivy nutrients. So y'all do like B12s and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So if you had... Like a long like a, night coming yeah. in. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As, long, as long as you get a you know, right? Every, yeah. uh, we have had people that have been sick from up in their Ozempic dose come in oh, and have, yeah. have, uh, yeah. have been nauseated, vomiting, and we give them an IV infusion. You don't need um, the referral for that, right? No. No. no just um, yeah. The headaches, migraines, IV infusions. I'm not going to tell you where y'all can make a killing, but after <laughs> well, a Mardi Gras ball. That's us. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, uh, tennis tournaments, golf mm-hmm. tournaments, all that'll work. It's That's hot. true. It's and just come in yeah. and you just as long as somebody's right. in the clinic, yeah. you can yeah. walk in and get one, right? We'll yeah. call them. Call, yeah, call, yeah, call yeah. them. Make an appointment. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got we had one more comment come in. Um, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you have a patient testimony that specifically sticks out to you, either one of you, without breaking HIPAA? Ooh. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like one of our very first infusions it was one of the few first infusions um i feel like this person had um you know you have conversations over the phone or you like speak with their family or whoever to set the appointment up and then you meet them in person and you know you have all these you know preconceived ideas about what it's gonna be like but you don't really understand like what they actually look like and this person almost looked withdrawn like just shoulders down couldn't make eye contacts, extreme social anxiety, you know, just things that I don't, I can't relate to on a, on a personal level, mm-hmm. but to see it is just almost heartbreaking. Right. And, um, you know, not able to leave the house a lot, um, can't even go to eat with family, things like that. And the, after the very first infusion, then the next day that person went out and had went to the movies mm-hmm. with their with their wife and daughter which hadn't happened in a while right and then by the next infusion they came in and it was like <clears throat> their color was better um eye contact um you know and of course we had met and i'm sure there were some nerves involved on the first one but right that sticks out to me cuz i just felt like the light was coming back on right yeah. it was just and then they were having and reporting back to us, like, I'm just having more better days than bad. I'm just continuing to feel better. Um, I'm not as withdrawn. Um, I'm able to get up, and I want to do things. I, like, actually want to get up and do some things. I'm planning ahead and thinking ahead instead of just consumed with just 
depression in the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like that depression's on a spectrum, right? Everybody's got it differently and you're seeing probably someone who's deeper into it. So the, the change is even that much more noticeable. These people are usually desperate. Right. Truly. A lot of them are just, I I can imagine, I I know I've had, everybody gets anxious, but to feel that crippling anxiety Mm -hmm. or crippling depression on a daily basis for hours and hours and maybe you never lets up. The only thing I can equate it to is whenever I was pregnant with my kids and I was nauseated. Yeah. And I was so sick feeling that I was just like, I can't escape this. There's no escape. How do I get away from this? Like it it was wearing me down like on a mental in a mental capacity because mm-hmm. I was so over it. Um, get this yes, baby out of yes, here. Yes, I was just like, I can't, I'm sick all the time. Yeah. And I think about that all the time when I talk to these patients because they are just at the end of their rope. They right. can't, they can't see a way out. Yeah. And we hope we can, you know, get yeah. them, throw and, them a lifeline. And you wonder how many of those people are using other uh, drugs, whether it be alcohol or sure. whatever, to try to cover cope, that yeah. up or co- cope with that. You know, <clears throat> hopefully that could get them off of that or, or help them steer the ship the right way. Yeah. Have y'all have some patients has been with y'all through, through day one? I mean, through, <laughs> well, in our big three month, run. Yeah. So yeah, starting, you know, get some patients coming back and sort of a similar story. You know, they first come in, it's not a lot of communicating and you know, just really quiet. And I had a patient uh, yesterday that post-infusion, and that's a beautiful thing about ketamine. You're not waiting for a, a level to develop in your body of, of, of things. It's pretty quick. A lot of this initial response and the, the snaps re- rewiring and, and affecting receptors. And so I had this patient, and I got the best advice on how to plant my uh, my deer plots <laughs> I got the best advice on tractors I mean and so the first time I saw him nowhere near as talkative and just completely happy alert almost like skipping out of the door it mm-hmm. was great and mm-hmm. it's and and I know that it's because of the environment that we've put them in we've we put them in a really nice comfortable environment and the ketamine infusions mm-hmm. a completely different person post uh transfusion and and usually I'll get like a follow up the next day or two days later on how they're doing and and it's amazing. It's amazing what people are doing and the way you're transforming these people and when their families right. are texting you and calling you and saying he is out seeing his friends. He's calling uh, people he hasn't talked to. He's not in the bed. The day before he came down for the infusion, he was in the bed, depressed, didn't even really know why. No reason to be in the bed. Zero motivation. And now he's up, you know, riding around. He's in town. He's calling everybody. It's just, uh, it's amazing to see. And, and it's, that's the gratification that makes all of this, like, why are we doing it? It's because I think people are having better, better quality of life. Um, they're integrating in society better and their families are loving it. It's, it's more as much for them, the families who are with these uh, patients too, are saying, wow, this is a, this is a great person. Now this is this person that I used to know is now back. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like y'all's hearts definitely in the right spot. You're serving an yeah. under, under, underserved, uh, yeah. part of the community in a, in a complex issue, a complex situation. So Hats off to y'all and what you're doing. Yeah. Is 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 that the end game? I'm sorry before we run yeah. out here. Yeah, is, yeah. is that to be off of ketamine and be a happier person? Or do you see it to where you're still going to need it somewhere down the line? You say it rewires. Do you think at one point you'll be like, 
all right, I'm good. I'm going to rock and roll. I bet that's going to be different for everybody. I think that's yeah. a, a yeah. lot of a, a personal, and it and it could be uh, something catastrophic in this person's life. Right. I mean, it could be um, something that is a short term, and and I think that when you have a person that now feels better and feels like doing things, they're doing things to improve their life. Right. And it may be something that they uh, a better habit, a better lifestyle, a better routine they've created that they might not need ketamine down the road. They've developed something and, and they've gotten help in other ways. And Correct. we're hoping that ketamine is able to give them that boost to find um, better health. Okay. Yeah. I, like I said, it's a tool. I think yeah. in, a, in a big. I like it. I think it's interesting. I mean, I came in knowing absolutely nothing about anything. And <laughs> so we got it. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped. Thought we were starting a gym. Yeah. Joey thought we were working out today. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I dropped your, uh, the link to your, to, to myneurocare.com for people on uh, listening as well. But it's, it's in the comments right now on the live and on the replays. And then I also link to your, your Facebook page, which is uh, neurocare, uh, infusion therapy right that's the the facebook link so they're all in the comments you can go click on that audio people uh, i'll have a link in the bottom as well uh i want to thank y'all for stopping by thank you ladies thank you for having being us. on the show it's, yeah. thank you, for you know us. it's right in our wheelhouse this is uh supporting the community yeah. that we love so much uh it's not just outdoors hunting that's right. fishing. you know we're all about everything here on the gulf coast so thanks again for stopping by and uh, we got some, uh, what do we got coming up? The Sheep's Head Showdown. Sheep's Head Showdown. Uh, registration yep. is up now on brownwaterbanter.com. If you want to fish that tournament, $25 for the uh, for the main uh, Sheep's Head division. And then we got some add-ons you can do there for yep. fish. And that's, uh, the vets are free. Any veteran with a uh, military ID gets in the main free. Um, reach out to us and we'll get you in touch with Derek Callender. And then you can buy on. It's going to be a huge turnout. We got a kids tournament. We got the kids tournament. We got the adult tournament. Belts. There's going to be all kinds of boosts there. USM's going to be setting up. Tackle 22. There's going to be all kinds. Of yep. We're fixing to ramp up on that. So you're going to get tired of hearing about that. Yep. Thanking all our sponsors uh, that's been a part of that. So we'll get into that. Uh, what, what we got one next? You know, uh, episode uh, show book next. Oh. Uh, we get out of here. Don't make me lie. Yep. We have one. Look at my handy dandy cow. We have one uh, Monday. Monday. Okay. That's a couple days from now. So. Y'all keep uh, tuning in and uh, we'll keep yep. doing them. So uh, we'll see you on the next one. Later. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the show. We really appreciate the support. If you love what we're doing here at the Brownwater Banter Podcast, we'd ask if you could, please download the app. Uh, it's free. It's in the App Store and Google Play. It's got everything you need for a great day in the outdoors. We've got tides, currents, weather, tails and scales for all you snapper fishermen out there. All of our content's inside of the app. It's all in one. You can stay connected to the Brownwater universe right there on your phone. Keep those notifications turned on. We don't spam a lot, but it's a way for us to keep in touch with you. And uh, if you really enjoy what we're doing here, man, give us a review on Apple iTunes or Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts at. And if you're a super fan and you really want to help out the show, share it. Tell somebody about us. And uh, let us let them know what we're doing. Help us spread the word here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So thanks again, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Brown water band.